Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 103 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Florence. <laughs> She's back. And this episode is sponsored by Elizabeth Real. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank, Thank you. you. Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 30 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the Pensieve. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to cruise into the details. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. You could have said like fallen into like Harry felt like he was falling into the Pensieve, but. I took the next verb. You could have been really creative with this chapter. You (laughs) take your glitter and leave. Harry cruised into those memories. We're cruising. They so, see me cruising for a bruising, <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch me watching memories, trying to catch me watching memories. I need to leave. <laughs> she wore the recap hat and now she's insane. Yeah, legitimately. All right. I'm well, sorry. before we begin, Meg's Mouse Tales has weekly profit stuff. <laughs> so this is our last little PSA about Wizardly World of Kent since it happens next weekend as of this air date. Crazy. Um... So you can come and meet us at Wizardly World of Kent, which takes place in downtown Kent, Ohio. We are um, having a bunch of people come in, which is I'm so excited for. Starts at 10 a.m., <laughs> goes to 8 p.m. 8 or 9. I think it's 8, though. I think it's 8. Our, so we're hosting trivia, and that's taking place at 1145. And then we are doing a live podcast, which will take place at 4 um, and the podcast is actually an hour and a half, not an hour. That's the amount of time we have set aside for it. Mm-hmm. I think we, we can talk that long. What if oh, we can't yeah. talk that long? <laughs> it's will. a long well, time then to we talk. Will. Florence is up to bat, and it's all up to bat. Oh, Florence isn't coming. <laughs> 
I don't um, do appearances without getting a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I so, demand $2 million. Thank you. Can you only have the green M&M's? <laughs> <laughs> no, I prefer the brown ones because chocolate's already brown. Name that movie. I don't, I don't know. know. The Wedding Planner. Um, so also we're going to have a booth that you can come and meet us at and hang out. And we're going to be selling merch. And we're going to have buttons to give away. And we're... Mm, buttons. It's just going to be a good time. So if anybody would like to come um, and if you're interested in like if a lot of people are traveling. So if you need some place to stay, there's a lot of hotels in the Streetsboro area, which is probably going to be your best bet right now, because I think everything in Kent is pretty much booked. How far away is that from like 10 minutes? Oh, kind of down the street. It makes it sound like it's really far. So I'm glad you said that because it's it's like a whole like next town over. No, it's 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. Okay, Kent is pretty itty bitty. And actually where (laughs) parking is going to be for the people who are staying in Streetsboro is going to be the high school in Kent, which is even closer than the downtown area. Mm -hmm. And then it's a $5 shuttle per car load, not per person. So your entire car can go on the shuttle for five bucks. And all of the money from the shuttle is going to help the band, I believe, to um, like the school band, not the school just band. like some cool. old, any old the band. Yeah, no, it's the high school band. The, the Screaming band. Roots. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other weekly profit, <laughs> the other weekly profit news that I wanted to remind everybody of is that we are doing an Orlando meetup on August 9th. Um, it will be. Katie, myself, and Tiffany, we're going to be in City Walk at Universal, which you do not need admission for to get into. Um, it's free to get in there. There might be a parking charge. I think after a certain time, though, it might be free. But don't put me on. I think I, I think it's free yeah. after five o'clock. You can have to Uber and stuff like that too. If yes. You do that. Do they just do that to like up the? They want people to come. They want people to come to the clubs. And, they have a club area, like clubs, like dancing and stuff. It. I'm serious. Um, are okay. we going clubbing? No. I'm not even going to be there. <laughs> but I'm like, no. Um, so, oh, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be at City Walk at 8 p.m. And we're going to meet everybody in the grassy area all the way in the back of City Walk down by where the boat shuttles are for the hotels. It's like a grassy stair area for anybody who doesn't know. Can't miss it. Just keep walking straight I've once you come into it. City Walk, and there's like a little splash pad with like water, and then there's the grassy steps. So we'll be in the grassy step area. We will all be wearing Swish and Flick shirts, so you will find us. We also are selling meetup shirts, which the day that this airs, there will still be two days left to order them. So if you're interested, they're $25. Just message us, and then I'll send you an invoice, and then they will be there t- for you to pick up at the meetup, and that would be fun for all of us to match we're gonna go get voodoo donuts um and then just kind of let you guys guide what the meetup will be i know that there's putt putt there or we can just hang out and talk like it's we're open to whatever we just want to meet meet and greet you guys so we should all go in the universal store and put robes on and be really oh my god oh my gosh that just hearing that makes me really anxious i'm very glad that (laughs) i won't be there I don't know. We got to get you some. Yeah, get me a get me a robe. We're going to get some robe. It has it has a raven on it. Okay. She said she was I know for that. All right with that. I will say I eventually have to make it down there to ride that ride and be dressed up like Hagrid. Yeah, I that would be I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love you as Hagrid. But we should go down there like next winter. 2020 winter. Okay. Together. It's a long time. It It is a long time away, but 
It'll be here before you know it. Save your pennies. We could see it at Christmas time. It's so <gasps> beautiful. It's just yeah. so pretty. They look at me like I've never seen it. I no, got to I, see I, it. I know. It's gorgeous. Ha, 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 ha. Your Florence is showing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. So is Disney at Disney time. I mean, it's always Disney <laughs> time. I think it's Disney Christmas time. time. <laughs> it's my favorite time of year to so to see them. Like all. Yes. I almost said dressed up. Decked Halloween. out. Halloween is really fun too. This but. is Halloween. I do want to add a little bit to your weekly profit. And I will only say this one thing. Are you ready? We are going to do a crossover episode with Potterless. Yes. And that's all I'm Mm. saying. So stay tuned. All right, Instagrammers. We love you. Goodbye. I have a request for your thing. Can you not read it as Katie? Because it's really funny when you read it as like Harriet. No. <gasps> oh, also, I want to. I want to add to the Potterless. I want to add to the Potterless crossover. We were saying one thing that <laughs> that he will be on an episode of ours, and we will be on an episode of his. Oh, so, so you're, you're getting, getting two. two. This is four, but I to two. <laughs> yes. So and Hashtag and we're super two. super excited about it. Yes. So it's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna be great. It's, it's gonna, gonna be great. great. It's gonna be great. Name no. that movie. It's, it's poo. poo. It's Tigger. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Since we're talking Harry Potter, wouldn't it be like Paddington? No. Are you ready? Pooh yeah, Bear I'm ready. Also comes from England. You're right. I mean, Pooh's better, obviously. Fight me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Alrighty then. Ready. Cap, 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 cap. <laughs> thought about that today i did not know what you were doing i was really lost recap it was everything i wanted it to oh be. my god <laughs> my brain was like glitching like what's I going on face. she was like she was like oh <laughs> what's happening <laughs> literally it was making docs today and i was like we'll see that <laughs> What was your hand up for, my yeah. dear? Did you forget? What do you need? No, I'm going to save it for the next episode. The next Are you going to remember? I will. I'm going to put it in the doc. Okay. That's yeah. all the way on Sunday. I know. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Switch all right. Sunday. The Capri. In case anyone's forgotten, you can't apparate in or out of Hogwarts. Wait, hold but on. What did you just say before that? Did you just call it a Capri? A Capri. Cap of Re. That's literally why I did that because I, I thought knew, about. <laughs> I knew that's why you did that. I thought you said a capery. I'm like, what's no. in the, what's a capery? <laughs> it's a new magical creature. The cap ori. Sorry, I can't roll my R's and it makes me I can't sad. Either. I've tried really? for like my whole life. I can't. Can do you it. roll your R's? <laughs> I can do it in the back of my throat, but not my actual tongue. <laughs> On Fridays we roll our R's. You can't what? sit with us. <laughs> That's my favorite. Eight hours later, she finally gets to read her recap. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Capri. Eight hours later. Capri. Eight hours later. Makes it sound fancy. All right. Let her her go. You go. You go. go, You go, Glenn Coco. We want ice cream. Read it. Best scuttle quote, though, is, wow, what a swim. That's my favorite (laughs) part. (laughs) It makes me laugh so I want that to be every time I get a text. Wow, what a swim. Uh, this is not an ice cream kind of night. This is a it really eight hour episode kind of night. Nope. Nope. I'm reining us in. Katie, read it. All right. So you can't operate in or out of Hogwarts. What?
And I'm saying that because poor Hermione had to explain it for like the 18,000th time last chapter. Uh, Fred and George are still up to something suspicious. Sirius is in full dad mode and tells Harry to promise he won't go wandering. Harry falls asleep in divination. I don't blame him. And he has one of his seer dreams and wakes up screaming with his scar burning. And he heads straight to Dumbledore, as Sirius told him, to tell him what happened. Oh, that sounds serious. Bum, bum, bum. Seriously? Oh, seriously, we're going to talk about this chapter. <laughs> Please read your Uramus. What? <laughs> Summary backwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your Marie of some. Your cap. Your Capri. Your Capri would not have been. Your Capri would have been a pack. Packer. A pacer. A pacer. A pacer. Eurysimus. All right. Well, all right. So we're going to talk about Harry Potter because this is what we're talking about every time on this podcast. Because that what this podcast is about? I don't know. Who knows anymore? Harry's invited into the office. He shuts Fudge down because we don't like him and tells Dumbledore they need to talk. Oh, sounds serious. <laughs> what if they're going to break up? Harry waits while the others go look in the forest and he decides to snoop just like any good kid would do. I would snoop. Harry touches things he shouldn't and ends up in a very weird dream or like memory or something. I don't really know. Um, He isn't sure, but we learn more things uh, from this interaction. And that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Harry learns from Dumbledore what uh, what it is or what it was. And then they have a conversation that covers a lot of bases. Just like, you know, you cover bases in baseball. I love when you fall out of Florence and you're like, uh, uh. Because the thing is, like, I was thinking, like, what did I write here? Because sometimes, like, I write, I don't write how I, like, I don't know. It sometimes is, like, hard for me to read life, you know? Sure. Florence doesn't like to be talked to like that, all right? All right. You tell him, Florence. Okay. Let's roll right into this, because I just realized this is the one that I said I should have split into two I don't think it was that long. Then I gave myself way too much. (laughs) I mean, I had a good suction. Yeah. We'll just start. We'll just start. I mean, we'll just talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. We literally, so before we begin this, so <laughs> Tiffany and I were doing our notes together and I'm like reading and doing, I'm like, then we're starting to have a conversation. I'm like, we can't do our notes together she literally because at me. we're like going back and forth about stuff. I was realizing as I was writing them, <laughs> I'm like, we can't have this conversation. We have to save it for the podcast. Well, literally I sent all of them literally. a picture today. Oh, today. Oh, my brain was I, like, woo. Overdrive. Uh, I know. <laughs> so, and then we're like, oh man, we've got to wait. Wait even till after this weekend, though, because that's not just even one this weekend. Wait. Henry Higgins, just you wait. Okay. So the door to the office opens, and there's Moody Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Harry had been in the headmaster's office before, but it was never like this. So Fudge is there, and he's standing there in his pinstripe suit and lime green bowler hat. And I wanted to go back to this. And I think we used this very early on when we referenced colors. I think we did. We lime did. green. What's it stand for? Green. Every villain is, is lime. Evil. evil. Yeah. Every, Every villain, villain is, is lime. So there's an. Yeah. What do you want? I just want to know. Why <laughs> do you always carry the same boulder hat? 
Boulder? Like, why can't Bowler? You? Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a very nice Boulder. That's a very bold hat. That's a bold choice, Mr. Fudge. Maybe he just enjoys it because he's, like, you know, evil. I don't know. I accessorize. So, like, I don't I have one you. pair of shoes that I wear with every single outfit. Okay, it's his favorite. What I have what a do you pair want? of favorite shoes, but I'm not going to wear my, you, like, if they're green, I'm not, I wouldn't wear it with every single outfit. He just so happens to wear it every time you see him. Doesn't yeah, mean well. he wears it every day. He's fudge. He wears it. He probably sleeps with it on his head. Okay. Megan. My favorite shoes are my Birkenstocks and I wear them every moment that I have a chance. But anyway, I was going to say, I really. Do you wear them in the middle of winter when there's three feet of snow? I don't think Uh, so. Yeah, I have actually. Bob's shorts. Bob's shorts. Wow. She does. Bob's shorts. worn them in the snow. Yeah, I know. With no socks, no shoes, nothing. Yes. With no shoes. shoes. (laughs) Get out. Well, yes, shoes. Sarah's leaving. (laughs) Goodbye. Never coming back. It's only Florence. But this was one thing that I would consider something that I would usually never get upset about in a book to movie comparison that I did. They didn't give him I mean, she the lime green it. bowler hat. And she, yes, she emphasizes it so many times. It has meaning. Mm-hmm. I He's wish got the she would have done it. He's yes. got the suit and a bowler hat, yeah, but it's, not, it's green. not lime green. Even oh. if it was a different shade, I would have been okay with it. But like... Just it should have been green because to, to me, like if you think of Voldemort's outfit in the movies, it's a it's a green black. If you actually I don't know. I don't know if you can tell so much in the films. But when Katie and I went to the studio tour, we got oh, my God, like it is the most Voldemort. He is <laughs> ugly. Right. But whoa, his outfit was like one of the most beautiful costumes I've ever seen in person. I guess I've never it's really this, thought like, about it. It's silk. It's silk. Mm. So. Anytime it looks, it, anytime it moves, he, it's like he's underwater. Yeah, you know? but it's like this it's really deep green, Ooh, like yeah. dark green, almost black color, yeah. almost black. And I loved that because it's like that. green villain. Mm-hmm. And I just wish oh, that wait. is Voldemort a villain? Yeah, <gasps> that is a super spoiler what? alert, and I'm really upset you didn't even say it. I'm oh. sorry. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Okay. Voldy is moldy. <laughs> <laughs> He's green. He's moldy green. Just All right. like the grouch. So yeah, I just I I wish that they would have given him a oh. green hat. Basically is what I was saying. Yeah. I thought you were meant the Grinch. And I was like, this is the same. But anyways, yes. Yeah, so this Oh My Disney article went in and it says um basically all the Disney villains have some sort of lime green behind them. Um, they're going mm. into um, the evil queen from Snow White. I She's think got of, um, some lime green in her potion. The lime green eyes Maleficent. when she turns yeah. into the oldie. The uh, Lion King when they're singing yes. with Scar. Be green. prepared. Green. Yes. Yep. He Be was the first prepared. one. Aren't his eyes he like was super not green the first too? one. In the article, he was oh, the first one. I was like, um, <laughs> that's from the night. Um, you I were was, incorrect. Remember when I was supposed to be on Grown Up Kids podcast talking about the Lion Ooh. King and then they decided to take a break? I was on Seems it. personal. I was we on it. We were on a break. <laughs> Anyways, the stepmother <laughs> yeah. from Cinderella has green eyes. So does Lucifer the cat. Lucifer's my favorite Disney villain. Maleficent. Um, it even surrounds her castle when she goes to prick her finger. Everything's yep. green. Green fire from the dragon. Ursula's got green stuff. Scar. <laughs> There's some bad stuff in Hercules that's green. Doctor. Really? Facilier. Oh, Facilier. Facilier. He's got some green stuff. Yes. 
uh, what is green on Hercules? Well, why don't you click on the link? You got I'm the just technology. Interested because I just think of Hades and I see blue. Well, then you look at it. Whoa, did my hair go out? <laughs> <laughs> my eyebrow was twitching they're not as like lime green as most but those are green ghosties with no toasties rude green eggs and ham toasties. oh yeah 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 but mm. i don't think they looked like that in the movie to be honest with you well maybe they colored it a little bit yeah. <laughs> with a crayon be prepared uh, oh the underworld is green mm. so just wanted to bring that back because i want you all to take note of Fudge at this point in time. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss him later on in this chapter. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I missed a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Thank you for playing. Green. Yes. I wanted to say, I just wanted to impress upon the fact here that this is why we ring the bell. Yes. Yeah. It is not just something stupid. Some people get annoyed by it. Like it has a meaning. Every time, like, colors mean things. Yeah. And, and numbers. Yes. Yeah. They always mean something. There's so many sevens in the book. There's so many thirteens. There's green, three. gold, red. They all purple. And I think purple. what's cool, too. They all have meaning. Is yes. In real life, like, numbers have meanings. Like, it's not, she's not just pulling. Some of the stuff is just meaningful towards the book. But, like, the number three has a lot of meanings in, like, strong, you know, history yeah. and, um, like, uh, Biblical. religions. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, religious stuff. So, yep. it's really cool. Yes. Notice mean things. We're like, not here to annoy yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, like, purple is a very out. regal color. Like, yes. those are things, like, in history... These things mean things. So it's it's fun to point it out where she's pulling stuff from historical basis and religious basis and adding it to her stuff. So basically we're royalty. Yeah, I'm, well, actually, I'm related to a pirate queen. So, hey, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. You has a castle in Ireland. Hello. You are like, I don't know. You're giving me some kind of joy today. There's that's lots of I green have- in Ireland. Are you sure you're not a Slytherin? Or evil. <laughs> Lawrence is. Or evil. Well, who knows? I might be evil. But I've had three coffees and one beer today. Ooh, babe. And water, obviously, because mm. I'm not trying to, like, die, you know? That's good. Yeah. Tiffany's only gotten through two bullet points. <laughs> I know. We ain't getting ice cream, y'all. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> All right. So, like I said before, take note of Fudge. Uh, he's jovially meeting Harry right oh. now. And so Fudge informs him that they were just talking about the night that Mr. Crouch turned up on the grounds. And he's like, Harry's trying to hide the fact that he like wasn't listening at the door. But he's like, "Mm, no, I got to go into this. And he's like, I didn't see Madame Maxime hiding on the grounds near Crouch or anywhere. And so this makes Dumbledore smile because his boy Harry is standing up for others and protecting them Mm -hmm. because he, he can hear everything horrific thing that's said through the door so he also points out harry that is that like it would be really tough for madame maxime to like try and like get away and hide you know what i'm saying (laughs) and so this makes fudge embarrassed because he really didn't take in the account of the size of madame maxime and how she would have that difficult time trying to hide prejudice but i really like how she describes he um, Dumbledore like he had like the twinkle in his eye like the way that she described how he was like mm-hmm. really happy that Harry said something yeah I like that description that's a good moment that's his yeah. boy yep so uh, mm-hmm. Harry presses <laughs> that he needs to speak with Dumbledore and so Dumbledore's like searching Harry's face and 
um, he realizes that it is something that is of the utmost importance. So he tells Harry to wait there until after they examine the grounds and, you know, he'll be back to chat it out. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. But no, do you think he's just searching his face or is he actually searching his mind? I don't know. It could oh, be no either. I never thought of that. Okay. No, I mean, <gasps> I did, but I don't think that, I don't think that they, that he needed to. I think that when you have certain people, like I can give Marty a look and he can give me a look and we, we just know. Yeah, but you're all like in love and stuff. So? I just think like, or Dumbledore I mean, loved Harry. Uh, um, I also think he Cursed child. Don't forget it, babe. I'm the cursed child, so I want to Well, we know that. that. Sip your water. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? What do y'all want? This is why we're not getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mom. We'll be good. What? I was just going to say, do, do you guys really think that Dumbledore is a legilimens? Yeah. Th- yeah. Oh. Did you not think that? I'm not sure. I mean, he's smart enough to do it. Why wouldn't he be able to do it? Well, but d- sometimes is it about I feel being like you're smart? born. I just think born he's gifted. Way. You know what I mean? Like. I always he, just kind of envisioned Dumbledore as being somebody who is really good at reading, reading people, people, but well, not necessarily a legitimate yeah. because like, I feel like that is something that really made Snape so important to him. Well, I think that's why he re- realizes that he can trust Snape because he can, he right. knows, yeah. or that could be the mm-hmm. reading thing. It's either know. or sometimes I wonder if those things like go hand in hand like if you're really good at reading people do you have a touch of it like how like is it like a spectrum you know what i mean yeah Yeah. i'm thinking like all the way over here you know what i mean maybe he's just really good at doing both but he doesn't always choose to be the legitimate and use that because of the whole power thing and that maybe that taps into his like maybe he stopped yeah maybe he stopped himself and he's just really good at like Mm -hmm. he toned it down i like that peeps well he is trying to control himself until you know the ring happens and then mean, his hand got thick. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one as sick some hand. Would say. <laughs> Did I say that? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh, I'm funny, guys. I know. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So Harry is now alone in the office, and he says hello to Little Fox, and he's looking around. And she goes to describe the office a little bit, and I just want to read it to you. Fox, Dum- Professor Dumbledore's phoenix, was standing on his golden perch beside the door, <laughs> the size of a swan with a magnificent scarlet and gold plumage. He swished and flicked his long tail and blinked benignly at Harry. Harry sat down in a chair in front of Dumbledore's desk. For several minutes, he sat and watched the old headmasters and headmistresses snoozing in their frames, thinking about what he had just heard and running his fingers over his scar. It had stopped hurting now. And I said that I love the next line. He felt much calmer Mm. somehow now that he was in Dumbledore's office, knowing he would shortly be telling him about the dream. So I love the comfort that Harry feels knowing he can confide in Dumbledore, but it also makes my heart hurt to know that the following year he can't mm. confide in him. Yeah. And I said, boo. Yeah. Because although he is my favorite character and I love him dearly, he's humanly written and has very big faults. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. As do we all have faults. Mine is that I'm just too awesome. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh, I'm joking. But seriously, let's move on here. I thought but- you were going to be like, well, seriously, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Harry goes on to admire the rest of the office. The sorting hat is on the shelf. The sword of Gryffindor is in the glass case. And I said, is this her letting us know that this is where the sword is for seven? I don't believe it's moved. But here's my question. Has the, sure. is, um, oh, never mind. Oh, no, no, no. She, she thinks, Bellatrix thinks, I almost said the snake, the sword is in her, her Volt. vault. I wanted to call it an office. That's, that's after Snape does his little switcheroo. Yeah. But does he switch it from the vault or does... No, I think... He, no, I think that... I what I meant, do, you think, do you think that the... Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay, so she... Yeah. He switches it, gets the fake in there. I was wondering if she'd always had a... F- okay. No, okay. no, no, no. That's no. fine. I gotcha. You, you, you answered my question. You yep. picking up what I'm putting down there? Yeah. All right, babe. So, Joe recaps the previous books with Harry's experiences with the hat and the sword. Um, what like, does she do? Oh, I'm sorry. She kept, 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 breeze. <laughs> caprice. Caprice. Caprice on. Oh. I like strawberry kiwi. I like how you're saying that. And I too. think of a caprese salad. Oh, I thought of a caprese like the Ooh, Yours is better than mine. Mine's just yeah. gross juice. I think of a fruit punch caprese on. Oh, fruit punch is the worst. Of anything. Fruit punch and corn dogs. <gasps> Okay, that'd listen. be the worst meal. You need to slow your roll. I don't know why you're Gross. you're doing this. Are you right with now? me? Yes, a thousand percent. Thank you. Whatever. I think that sounds. I'll, I'll drink a fruit punch if you get me a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Nasty. So Harry is lost in thought about these items when he notices a silvery light, and he starts to look around for the source of the light, and he sees a black cabinet with a door that's not closed correctly on purpose we don't know (laughs) and a silver white light that is shining from it and of course like a good kitty cat curiosity gets the best of him (laughs) curiosity killed the potter oh not really (laughs) it killed the the dumbledore she's like it did though well almost it would have he was curious oh i guess what you're saying poisoned him Killed his hand. His hand got sick. <laughs> Made his hand sick. <laughs> oh, man. And this is why we're not getting ice cream. Tiffany, we are getting ice cream. They have a closing time, and yeah. we're closing time. <laughs> we're going to make it. Okay. No, we're not going to make, make it. it. <laughs> we're not going to make it to <laughs> Honey Hut. <laughs> Goodness oh, gracious. Good. All right. Well, let's you. go. Let's go. Great let's go. Balls of ice cream. All right. So he's a cat, right? Oops. <laughs> yes, he's a cat. Getting curious. <laughs> curious. And so in this cabinet, there is a shallow stone basin. And then she describes it. Stop laughing. It's hard. It's hard when you're across from me. <laughs> this legit always makes me think of like where holy water is in a church oh you are so right right. you are so right but i wonder if that's one of her things how it could be dear joe dear joe dear joe it's always reminded me of. i've never even thought of that i've never thought of that (laughs) you're welcome i'll make all the comparisons all day katie what she's beside you (laughs) sarah handle her You can't I'm rain also, in, Sarah. I'm also beside myself. <laughs> Good. I'm 
beside myself. Oh, I thought you meant Florence. Oh, <laughs> sure. I should have known when she put on that recap hat. Anyways, so let's describe the basin here, shall we? Yeah, we so, shall. With odd carvings around the edge, runes and symbols that Harry did not recognize, the silvery light was coming from the basin's contents, which were like nothing Harry had ever seen before. He could not tell whether the substance was liquid or gas. Mm. It was bright whitish silver, and it was moving ceaselessly. <laughs> the surface of it had become ruffled like the water, be- water beneath wind, and then like clouds separated and swirled smoothly. It Ooh. looked like l- it looked light. I'm sorry. It looked like light made liquid. That was weird to say. Or like wind made solid. Mm, I love that. Oh, I get what she's saying. Harry could not make up his mind. So, of course, like a Harry Potter, (laughs) he felt the need to touch it. But in all his four years at Hogwarts, this led him to believe that that probably wasn't a great idea. Instead, he pulls out his wand and he pokes it. (laughs) I mean, but who would touch it? Raise your hand. And I said, just like, I just, this makes me think of being a kid and you see something gross and you poke it with a stick. Yes. I don't think I ever poked it with a stick. I think I just touched things as a kid. Oh, well, you're, you're gross. I didn't like to touch stuff. Gross. You're gross. I I definitely used a stick. Yeah. But would you have touched it with your hands? No. No. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> I totally would have it. <laughs> the silvery thank you stuff began to swirl very fast and Harry leans in to look closer it became transparent like glass so instead of the bottom of the basin he saw an enormous room below the surface the room was dimly lit possibly underground and I said this was probably the room at the ministry where Harry had his trial right mm, definitely yeah. okay um, Harry continued to lower his nose even closer to get a better look. There were rows and rows of witches and wizards sitting on rising benches. And there was an empty chair in the middle of the room. And the chair gave him an ominous feeling. There were chains encircling the arms of the chair. Like, can you just feel this? Like, even with knowing five and whatever, take a step out of it and just think. Like, all I feel like is, like, you have all these people just judging mm. you oh, it's yeah. very menacing yeah it is it's intimidating, yeah. intimidating. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. oof it gives me that same feeling so I harry's know like it huh <laughs> i know like it you know like it. okay i saw we, we move on <laughs> <laughs> so harry's racking his brain trying to think of where the room could be because he didn't think it was at hogwarts it didn't look like any room he'd ever seen and i was like but like there are tons of rooms you probably haven't seen at hogwarts area. Right. also right. you'll see it soon so don't worry about it correct <laughs> Ouch. I always forget like five snacks. I know. Mm-hmm. And also the crowd in the basin was made up of mostly adults. The atmosphere hmm. was subdued. People were facing forward and no one was talking. So does that mean there were like children there then? Or like young adult? Like young. Like I'm thinking adults is like the 17 and older. So are the people that are younger than 17 there? But it's only mostly adults. I would think so. It's probably. It's traumatic for kids. I, I don't think there would be kids there unless maybe your I was family gonna, of the person in the middle. But That's I'm thinking like like fifth, like school age, like 11 through 17 would be my. Maybe it's just interns, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any, any, any people in that room that are under 17. Is my guess. Well, then they all be adults. Yeah, that's what I said. You said mostly. Well, that's what Joe said. That's what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. What are we arguing about? I'm saying, like, I wonder if she, in her mind, had younger, like... I don't think she did. Like, say, in like, Barty had a younger sibling. Like, would they be there to watch the trial Well, why don't you thing? ask her? 
I think so. This my calls. so the first <laughs> the first person is Kakaroff, right? Mm-hmm. So I bet you, um, I bet you, people come to that trial who their families have been affected by the mm-hmm. Death Eaters mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. So like maybe, maybe it's their it last could, chance to see them before mm-hmm. they're. Right. Ask and like man. also it could be it could be like a mother and her son and her husband was killed by mm. a death eater. So they yeah. want to come and watch this happen. Like any other trial. Yeah. I get right. you. Yes. OK. So that's why I'm thinking there could be maybe some, some kids. kids. All right. Change my mind. <clears throat> Thanks, friends. Anytime. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Harry continues to lean in. The tip of his nose touched the surface. And whoopsie. And just he's then, gone. Dumbledore's office gave a huge lurch, and he's thrown in the basin. I'd freak out. Yeah, yeah. Like, what freak out? out? Like, Touch nothing. But honestly, what? <laughs> let's think about like, what if Dumbledore wouldn't have like shown up? Like, how? How do you get out? How long would he have been there? <laughs> how do you get out? Maybe you Harry just goes back. all the way back to lean like, back. The Grindelwald. I'm just dance. like, how do you get out? I don't. That's why. I'm I'm saying I wonder, like, I don't know. Really, it's just you. Your whole body's not actually in it's the basin. Gotta, it's got to be like you a, just feel like you are. So maybe if you do that, because it's just your know. face, right? But it just feels like your whole body's in there. Yeah, Oof. I think so. That's so I would so think another dear Joe. How many are we going to do? I'm thinking maybe. A lot. A lot. <laughs> if you do lean back. Kind of oh. like, look at the Discord chat. Once the memory is over, you come out. What oh, do you want to? What, what that's if, a good thought. But what if you want to remove yourself from it is what I'm asking. But he that is a really good thought. Because Dumbledore does remove them. Correct. It isn't over. You're right. You know, he goes through a couple memories in this. No. Uh, yeah, I know. But I'm saying, oh, like maybe you come out once all of the memories that are in there because not every yeah. single memory is in there because he has oh, that right. cabinet. Yeah. With like vials. vials. Yeah. So it's just a matter of only, how many. Maybe you can only hold so many. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe if there was only one in there, you might come out. But like, because there were multiple ones in this, there has to be a way that you can decide to leave. I'm, it's, I'm seeing maybe it's back. mentally. Maybe it's oh. just mentally you have to be like, okay, I'm done now, and then you come out. I think it's a bewitched Can, can you do this life? Mentally check out. I tell you, get out of the pen seat. I wish. Check I'm picturing like a YouTube <laughs> playlist where it just keeps going. And going, <laughs> and going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Joe goes on to say, but his head did not hit the stone bottom. He was falling through something icy cold and black. It was like being sucked into a dark whirlpool. And suddenly Harry found himself sitting on a bench at the end of the room inside the basin. A bench raised high above the others. He looked at the top of the uh, high stone ceiling, expecting to see the circular window through which he had just been staring. But there was nothing there but dark, solid stone. So that's kind of scary. Yeah. So he's freaking out, but no one around him seemed to notice. He turned around and let out a yell because he was sitting next to Albus Dumbledore. Say what? Is this Dumbledore you think, or do you think he's still... It's not. He's still older looking. I think I quoted in here so he goes into apologizing to dumbledore but too soon harry too soon because (laughs) you can apologize later because he can't hear you right now so harry goes through um what could be happening in his brain so he's like once before he'd found himself somewhere that no one could hear him or see him that time he had fallen through a page in an enchanted diary right throw back to two and that was into somebody else's memory still just a different kind of memory and also a horcrux but unless he was very much mistaken, something like this happened again. So he does realize that he's in something like a memory bef- like he was before. Um, so he raises his right hand and he hesitates and then he waves it energetically in front of Dumbledore's <laughs> face. But Dumbledore doesn't blink. 
Um, I need a drawing of that. He doesn't look around at Harry and he doesn't move at all, really. And that, in Harry's opinion, settled his like inner dialogue. Like, what's happening here? That's smart for him, though. Not for him, but like, that's a smart thing. (laughs) No, that's no, I agree. That's a smart thing. So he realizes, okay, I'm inside of memory, but this was not present day Dumbledore. So he realizes that, too. So that helps him along. Um, So, Sarah, it does go on to say that he was sitting next to a silver-haired Dumbledore, just like the present day, but just wasn't as old. Mm. And then there's footsteps, and three people enter the room. One man and two Dementors. Dementor, Dementor. I find it interesting that she calls the Dementors people. Did she? Or did I? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you did. I don't remember. No, I I think she did. They ain't I don't, people. I don't think they're people. Aren't they? Are they considered creatures? I would think so. Yeah, they're in. They're in Fantastic Beasts, the book. What X level thing are they? I don't know. I can go look it up though. It's right behind you. It's not in. It's not in that book. Oh. Dementors what? are not. Are you there? serious? So. so they're not oh, creatures. Maybe I lied. I don't. I'm. I'm ninety percent sure. Go look. I don't know. What do I know? We don't know. What do you know? Not a thing. Okay. Yeah, she said three people entered, at least one man, flanked by two Dementors. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it says, or, this is what it says. It says, three people entered, there's a dash, or at least one man, flanked by two Dementors. Oh, there you go. So she, you know. It's not in here. Wow. Interesting. What are they considered? Maybe they're just beings. I think they, like. What else has that? Hmm. Just them? They're in a class a ghost? of their own. Like a ghost? Because I don't think ghosts are in. Okay. So a maybe ghost? they're like the same level as a ghost? A ghost? A ghosty with some toasties. Mm. Having little bolsties. Possible. Okay. Thoughts to think, friends. So the whole crowd, including Harry, recoil at the Dementors. Don't blame you. And after the Dementors leave, Harry realizes that the, na- the man they brought in was Karkaroff. He looks much scumbag, pretty much. Well, (laughs) according to Moody. So he looks much younger. His hair and goatee were both still black, and he was dressed in ragged robes. He was shaking. Don't blame you. The chains on the chair suddenly glowed gold, and they snaked their way up his arms and bound him there. Then another familiar face came into view. This was Mr. Crouch. He looked fit and alert, and so we begin. You have been brought from Azkaban to present evidence to the Ministry of Magic. You have given us to understand that you have important information for us. I don't know what that means. What do you mean? Like, it just what sounded you... weird what I read. You have oh. given us to understand that you have important information. He's basically saying, like, I have information and I want, in exchange for this information, I want to be freed. That's kind of what he's You've saying. You've given us to understand. Oh. Okay. It just sounds weird when I read it. <laughs> Anyways. Karkaroff goes on to say, I wish to be of use to the ministry. I wish to help. I know that the ministry is trying to round up the last of the Dark Lord's supporters. I'm eager to assist in any way I can. Are you? So some of the people in the room were interested and some of them definitely still didn't trust him. And then a younger Moody muttered filth. And this was a Moody before the magical eye. Moody goes into why he is so filled with annoyance and anger. He says, Crouch is going to let him out. Moody breathed quietly to Dumbledore. He's done a deal with him. Took me six months wow. to track him down, and Crouch is going to let him go if he's got enough new names. Let's hear his information. I say throw him straight to the de- Dementors. 
did Moody have the eye in the movie? I'm pretty sure he did. I think he did. I don't remember. So, like, what happened in those, like, 12 years that, no, you don't have an eye? Or he 13 lost years? An eye. Do you think at this point there were still. Well, obviously, there were still Dark Lord supporters out there to catch, yeah. so there was something that happened there, because I'm sure he wasn't done catching people yeah. at this point. I wonder what it just, spell it was to just take the eye, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe it's Akio not that like, it took his <laughs> eye, but like, he just got so injured that Mungo's had to remove it. Yeah. Maybe. If you've seen Captain Marvel. That's how yeah. that one guy loses his eye. Yeah. Not that's how, but he loses his eye. Mm. So Dumbledore Fury. was in no mood for this, and he made a small noise in his throat. And Moody goes on to say, ah, I was forgetting. You don't like the Dementors, do you, Albus? Said Moody with a sardonic smile. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody looked that up. That's a good word. Probably like a smug kind of thing, I was thinking. No, said Dumbledore calmly. Grimmingly <laughs> mocking or cynical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I don't. I have long felt the ministry is wrong to ally itself with such creatures. But for filth like this, Moody said softly. Mm-hmm. So back to Karkaroff. He's trying to make it seem, for good reason, that um, him revealing these names is a huge deal. Um, going into the fact that Voldy works in great secrecy, meaning that even the Death Eaters don't know who all are Death Eaters. Which is something that I mm. guess I didn't really pick up on um or forgot i don't know but like that is kind that's that's huge so i feel like the only people who know who are death eaters are maybe the ones in his inner circle i don't even know if they all do because i think that i think that um because he says it's a i think that's a movieism that's what I was just going to say. I think him saying the names, isn't it a movieism or no? I don't know. I, I, don't know. I didn't get that far in my notes today, but literally that's the chapter that I was on. I, I'm not sure if he, maybe he does. No, I think he does. He mentions he does family Because names. he says McNair for sure. Because he talks about him he working in the ministry. McNair! <laughs> McNair. No, he goes, McNair! 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 <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I guess he does. But yeah, I guess I guess maybe it is just the inner circle that knows who each other but is. But that's beca- like, that's some intense secrecy. Like, yeah. your yeah. masks and stuff. Like, so are you trying to like, oops, sorry, do like, I don't know. That just makes me think like, you would pin your people against your people. Oh, yeah. You oh, know what I'm sure. saying? Like, yeah. that sets you up for success well, in that kind of an area. I would think too that he's like got an agenda. They yeah, it's at at no cost. Yeah, they you know? probably only have loyalty to Voldemort anyways. Like they don't have vo- loyalty to other Death Eaters, right? So like they'd even be willing to like kill to get to the top. Correct. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, like, so lo- you can be in his little inner circle. Think there. about mm-hmm. like Bellatrix. You know. Oh, she mm-hmm. would do anything. Yeah. Obviously, she cheated on her husband. Yeah. Yep. She. He says Avery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he doesn't say some names. Correct. So like, like Malfoy's he knows, there, but he, he doesn't say his name. Right. Does he take and his he mask also, off or is that the movieism too? That's, I believe, a movieism. Does he take it off during the movie, the fourth one? Yeah. yeah. I don't he he goes like this. He goes like that and then Malfoy oh, like and falls, and he falls to the to his knees. Yeah. But like he doesn't mention um, Crab, Goyle, Malfoy, Snape. I don't think he would mention Snape. Right. He's too and close. He, yeah. And he doesn't. Well, because he mentions Snape without mentioning his name. He says something like, I need to 
like loyal check his whatever. loyalty or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, when he's talking about his most loyal supporter, he's talking about Crouch, not Snape. Yeah, that's he does because the way I he say he was it, also talking about the Lestranges too, though, because they're still in he, well, he mentions he mentions Azkaban, mm-hmm. and he's talking about the Lestranges. I should have read this chapter. Um, he does. It does the, say the other chapter all the way. That's the one I was doing today. It does mention Malfoy, but um, not like he doesn't say Malfoy's name. It just says came like because he, he's talking. It says came Lucius Malfoy's voice. Right. Oh, okay. But I don't know if Harry realizes that. I think he, he does, does say McNair. I think he, he notices says Crab, because he says Goyle. He because it wouldn't say nah. Lucius Malfoy's voice if Harry didn't recognize it because we are in right. Harry's head. So, yeah, okay. Like, he point. doesn't because he doesn't. So Voldemort doesn't say his name, but Harry knows Harry. it's Malfoy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but he does say McNair, uh, Crab, Goyle, not, 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 not. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, that's but that that's that's a pretty big deal. So I yeah. Carker off coming through with these names like i wonder how he found out about all these people especially someone who he accuses well, but here like, coming up didn't um didn't malfoy say that he was imperious or whatever is that yeah, how Mal- he got malfoy that's how he got that, out of it yeah that's not, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. okay so cocker off yes quote and these were important supporters, Mark. You people I saw with my own eyes doing his bidding. I give this information as a sign that I fully and totally renounce him, and I am filled with a remorse so deep I can barely. And then Crouch is like pretty much over him. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get to the names. We don't have time for you. And so I said, here we go. Let's rat out some ratties. <laughs> There's how do you say this? Antonin, Antonin, Dalahov. Worst. Can we just say ever. That in. snitches get stitches. Well, here we go. <laughs> I saw him torture countless muggles and non-supporters of the Dark Lord and helped him do it. <laughs> they would be moody. Mean. I would be moody being like, mm-hmm, okay. So Crouch is like, yeah, we already apprehended Dalahov and he was caught shortly after yourself. And Karkaroff's like, indeed? His eyes are widening. I am delighted to hear it. He's just, ugh. Like... Oh, that's up. so great. No, he's, bro. Wait, no. And he's the one. Dalhub was the one that attacks Hermione, correct? And yes. Ooh. And he kills Remus. Oh, yep, he does. Anyway. Like, well, I'm like, you, something must happen because you're like, yes. So <laughs> he has a profile on Pottermore. Oh, does he? Does it say that, it kill, that he killed Remus? Sure. I don't know. Let's go into it. So well, it says a like Death Eater either. who was sentenced to Azkaban. Well, it only says for the murder of the Pruitt brothers. Interesting. And if you don't know who those are, that's um, Molly Weasley's brothers. Oh, it does say underneath skills. No, so it does say dueling, fought and killed Molly Weasley's brothers and Remus Lupin. That's his skill. That's his skill. That's awful. Did Bellatrix kill Tonks? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think she did. That's cousins. so messed up. Yeah. Like, talk about family cousins. issues. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're going to, like, legit. But does she? I want to know for sure. Yeah. I don't I'm, like, 95% positive she does. Okay. Um, so, in five, they actually tell us that um, Dalahov is convicted of the brutal murders of Gideon and Fabian Pruitt. Okay. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Here's that my thing. That makes me wonder how Remus was killed. Was it really just a duel or was there like, <laughs> did more happen? But like, I but like, here's my start crying. So, but here's my question. When it says the brutal murder, okay. When you Avada, right. It's That's instant. Brutal. It's fast. It is brutal. 
But I feel like there are other ways that people could be killed that could be considered brutal. So it makes me wonder, are you just, not just Avada, but you know what I mean? Like, are you tortured? Is there a different spell? Did you bleed out? Sectum Semprad. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think too, we're getting kind of dark here, but with the Death Eaters and I mean, and and people in general that are these, like that are just going to kill to kill. Right. Especially ones that like it. Sorry to get super dark, but like they are willing to do things that are going to make them hurt. So like, I would assume Death Eaters are going to create spells like Sectum Sempra that are going to torture you for, you know, a hot minute before you actually die. Like mm-hmm. this one fan fiction I was reading, they and I forget who created the spell, but it was basically like major blood boil. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I just it just makes me. It's a good uh, thing to pick up on. It just makes me wonder. Yeah. Um, it's all about the verbiage, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in this profile, it says that's Dalahov said Ron. I recognize him from the old wanted posters. Like he was after them in the coffee shop, right? Yeah. And the big one um, was Thornfin Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bellatrix did indeed kill Tonks. Okay, yeah, I thought so. She's a bad aunt Legit. and sister and everything. But Dalahov gets a little bit of uh, wrath from Voldemort. Um, I believe in Seven, Narcissa Malfoy says, if we are mistaken, if we call the Dark Lord here for nothing, remember what he did to Raoul and Dalahov. Mm. Ooh. So, and you Ooh. know... At Malfoy Manor, he was just killing left and right. He didn't care who oh, he was getting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was so mad. That, yeah, that was... You guys, should we put little uh, <laughs> blips on these episodes now? Could get I, a little, just, I mean... In the in this description, we can... Start. We should call it out, yeah. I mean, it's going to get dark. I mean, the next few chapters are are brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could... I mean... It, it's I know we like have this, some this really whole young chapter. No, though, yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I'm saying. This whole this whole book um, is darker than the rest, and it started off dark, and it's ending even darker. I think too because, you know, we have spent now two books with Cedric. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was not happy doing this today. <gasps> like literally, usually, like I have some fun with putting the docs together and what I write, like as far as what everybody's going to like cover, but I'm like, none of this is funny. So I just went through, I think I said like rest in peace, Cedric Diggory or something like that. Like I just, it just sucks. The way he died was just like snuffed. (sighs) Yep. He was snuffed out and he looked slightly surprised. Uh, Can we not, can we, can we wait? Cause I will literally start crying. I'm sorry. I just, but does that just say something about him as a puff? Like, he wasn't shocked. He wasn't afraid or anything. He was just slightly surprised. I think that says a lot about him as a person. Let's talk about Rosier. Is that how you say Rosier. And then is that the same, the girl from Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald? Fam Damley. But do we know that for a fact? Probably. I I mean, I guess not. Because it's the same last name surname. well they do mention that like the rosier line is ending don't they it's like yeah but so is the lestrange line and we know that that doesn't end truth i i personally think that they are descendants i would agree that's my guess i agree makes sense because they're all in voldemort's back pocket here yeah and they were all in grindelwald's back pocket so that's true that's true okay and they're purebloods we know that right yeah so do we know that she's a pure? Blo- I know we know the Lestranges are from Crimes of Grindelwald. Rosier, I, I think would the, are I they think part of the Sacred Twenty Eight? 
I feel like they are. I mean, I'll look it up. You guys keep talking. Okay. Yeah. Because at this rate, there ain't no ice cream. (laughs) All right. So Crouch goes on to ask him, are there any more names? Why, yes. There was Rosier. Is that what you're saying? Rosier. Okay. I'm not saying it like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it for you. Okay. So Rosier. (laughs) Said Karkaroff hurriedly. Evan Rosier. Rosier is dead, said Crouch. He was caught shortly after you were too. He preferred to fight rather than to come quietly and was killed in the struggle. Took a bit of me with him, though, whispered movie to Harry's right. Harry looked around at him once more and saw him indicating to a large chunk out of his nose to Dumbledore. Hmm. Rosier is uh, 28 or sacred. It's on there. Yeah. It is. I win. Yes. Okay, but let's. I added in a fun fact. You ready? I'm going to Sarah this. So, um, according to Oculist literature, is it occultist? Occultist. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, um, Rosia is the name of a fallen angel that became a demon. Oh, interesting. Um, so is the devil. Lucifer is a fallen angel. If you didn't know that, I did know that. I mean, Thank I know you. you would know that. Would I? Yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, Mm. it also says from the looks of things, there's a couple of fallen angels in this family, too, referring to maybe some people from Fantastic Beasts. Mm. So I wonder when that little descent happened. I think the whole family's fallen angels. Could be. But when were they angelic? Mm. Were Mm. they ever? Who knows? I don't know. So from the Pottermore article, a guide to the new characters in Fantastic Beasts, in the Harry Potter books, one of the key rosiers we hear about is Evan one of Lord Voldemort's early followers from the first Wizarding War, who was killed the year Voldemort fell. There's also a significant rosier from the Black family tree, Ooh. Druella Rosier. Why so significant? Druella. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a spider waiting for the kill. Druella, Druella Rosier. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is the mother of Bellatrix Lestrange. Mm, along a lot with of her, evilness. Along with her sisters, Narcissa, and Andromeda Talks. She got all the good out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So pure blood families do tend to interlink a lot. Mm. Well, there's not much choice if you exclude anyone that's remotely connected to a muggle. So that's not a surprise. Um, where Vinda Rosier comes into play, we will have to wait and see. Perhaps she influences the evil ways of the future Rosiers. Vinda. So. Vinda. Yes, it says Karkaroff that he has more names. There's Travers. He helped murder the McKinnons. We also know Travers from Fantastic Beasts. Yep. Oh. He's, and he is oh. in the Ministry of Magic, mm-hmm. head of the aura department mm-hmm. right now. Naughty, naughty. You'll get caughty. And but did. we don't know... That we know that they know we know we know. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're but saying. We we don't know. Know what's gonna happen. <laughs> but we know. But we know. Is do you say Mulsiber? Mulsiber? Mulsiber. Yeah. Mulsiber. He specialized in the Imperious curse, forced countless people to do horrific things. Rookwood, who was a spy and passed he knew he who must not be named useful information from inside the ministry. From inside, inside the ministry itself. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? No. Hmm. So, if you go to the lexicon. 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 Because there wasn't anything on Pottermore, which I'm like, Come on, let's go. You want to do all this passport mumbo jumbo? Let's do some other stuff. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, though? 
I agree. Yeah. Come on. You're not <laughs> wrong. So, um... <laughs> So it says either there are two Death Eaters with the name Mulsabert or a single one who failed a whole lot of grades. So the first went to school with Voldemort and escorted him to Hogsmeade the night that he applied to teach at Hogwarts. Oh. That was in Half-Blood Prince, chapter 20. And the second is a friend of Snape and Avery when he was in school some 20 years later, Deathly Hallows, chapter 33. <laughs> okay. So one of them <laughs> was an Imperious Curse specialist and had already been captured by the time Kakarov came to trial. Um, but obviously that name didn't work for Karkaroff. And there was also one who fought in the battle of the department of mysteries Order of the Phoenix chapter 35, which is which they don't know. And mm. so there's that could be just a little bit of a whoopsie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it says probably the earlier Mulsiver was the father or older brother of the younger Mulsiver mm. in the same way that there is an earlier crab and Goyle. So maybe that could be it. Anyways. I always assume that was their parents, like Crab Goyle Matt. Because they all have kids. I like, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crab, Go- I Crab love, Goyle and Matt are also going to I love, them. like, the intertwining of all the pure blood names and everything through both of these stories that we have right now. Yeah. And, like, yeah, Fantastic gets- Beasts and this. It's just, like, so... Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I love. Yeah, yeah. you can see a little And exciting. that's why, like, if this... Well, this should be a weekly profit that we'll discuss a little bit more. But like this TV show that is rumored, mm-hmm. if that, I mean, like, so excited. If I that mean, happens. but if you look at like the little pieces that people are pulling their shows from Netflix and things like that that are owned by Universal, Totes makes sense. Uh-huh. It's happening. I, I'm convinced. I need it too, and yeah. I need it to be really good. Marauders. So let's Wait, look is at. It, you think it is? I think that's it, what it's I rumored it to be. be. And if it is, I haven't read anything I mean, about it conversation for another day okay it's a whole new podcast ice yeah. cream guys ice cream ice okay cream. all right well ice cream you scream you all scream nine. for death theater no, 10 i think Ooh, you better make sure I'll anyways let's go on to travers pl travers pl travers death theater <laughs> who murdered marlene mckinnon and her family according to karkaroff during karkaroff's trial mckinnon mckinnon Okay. Kate McKinnon. So Travers later escaped and partook in the Battle of the Seven Potters where he was cursed by Kingsley. That's his chapter five in Deathly Hallows. Is it 10 o'clock? 10.30. You know what this is not doing? Getting us closer <laughs> to getting ice cream. <laughs> Can we have the title of this be something about Honey this heart? is why we're not getting ice cream? <laughs> already <laughs> <laughs> already <laughs> done. I typed it in there. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, God. Way to pay attention, Tiffany. While I'm doing my part, babe. All right. Anyways, so the curse didn't kill him. He survived, went back to work for Voldemort um, in the Ministry of Magic. Um, Mm. He was a colleague of Umbridge on the Muggleborn Registration (laughs) Commission. Are you talking about Travers? I am indeed. What a bee. I wonder if it's like the same dude. He is responsible for bullying Xenophilius Lovegood Mm. after the Death Eaters kidnapped Luna. Um, Travers in is that Sluin? Anybody? Anybody? Okay. I'd say what you're saying is correct. All right. They got nearly caught. The, oh, they, I'm sorry. They nearly caught Harry at the Love Goods. Um, Guarantee you that Travers is related to the Travers. Oh, Travers had a most I'm- unfortunately time to counter with a woman who he thought was Bellatrix was strange, right? Going into Green Gots. Mm. It's actually Hermione. And Harry places him under the Imperious Curse and made him hide in a crack in the wall. 
And that's how I hear about him. Maybe he definitely died. related. For sure. Especially if not, they're both do you think the that they're the same person? Because think about like. In... He'd be real old though. Well, yeah, he, he would be. He wasn't real old. Because think. No, he was old. Like he wasn't really. Like, he was a grown man. Like probably in his thirties. But he was like Dumbledore. Oh, but he's a you wizard. Know? He is a wizard. But he's like Dumbledore. We're, so we're like, wizards. <laughs> so he could. It could be the same dude. Actually, I know. That's I'm just thinking cool. like normal lifespan. Right. Wizards can Let's live a long time. Um, moving on to Rookwood, a uh, Death Eater who was convicted of passing Ministry secrets to the Dark Lord Augustus. Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. Skills are spying uh, for Lord Voldemort. Oh. Mm. And falling into chocolate rivers. <laughs> There's really not much I know of uh, his character on Pottermore. They're dancing. It's the Augustus Gloop song. Yeah, I know. I don't like that <gasps> form of it. Well, whatever. I'm just saying Gene Wilder. Anyways, works for the Department of Mysteries and had agents all throughout the ministry, not all of whom knew who they were really working for. Who does number two work for? <laughs> Scoops ahoy. <laughs> for example, Rookwood was an old friend of uh, Ludo Bagman's father. Uh. And Bagman passed him information, apparently quite innocently. I'm going to get there. Okay. Um, Karkaroff names him, right? Rookwood's sent to Azkaban, but escapes in the mass breakout of January 1996. Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 25. He fought in the ba- Battle of the Department of Mysteries. Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 35. Nope. Ten chapters later. Sorry. 35. And he is destri- described as being pockmarked and stooped. Stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. And interestingly, interestingly enough, Harry has a vision through Voldemort's eyes via Horcrux of Rookwood kneeling and explaining why Broderick Bode would have not been able to remove a prophecy ball from the Department of Mysteries because it did not apply to him due to the information given by Rookwood, another Death Eater named Avery was punished by the Dark Lord, which made Harry's scar burn. Mm. Sucks to suck. At the battle of... Oh, one more thing. Sorry. At the battle of Hogwarts, Rookwood was chased by Percy Weasley and stunned by Aberforth. Dumbledore. I like the name Avery a lot. Too bad it's an evil name in Harry Potter. Let me round out my very long section. Um, So, back to Karkaroff before (laughs) I went into all these character profiles here. Karkaroff. I know that's what I say every time I type it. Same Z's. Rookwood was the name that struck gold. Crouch was so surprised. And Karkaroff was super pleased at this. So Crouch goes cold again. So after he's like surprised, he goes back into like crouch mode. Mm-hmm. He, he crouches back inside. He himself. crouches back. Yeah. Like and a toidle. And he's like, all right, you're going to return to Azkaban while they decide what we want to do. And then Karkaroff yells out that he has, according to my doc, Monet. <laughs> I almost fixed that. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to. So we got some more names. Mo names. Mo names, Mo problems. <laughs> I just had to say, I really like um, the movieism of how the, he finds out that his son was part of this. Because mm-hmm. he's like, no, no, there's more and more. And he's like, Barty Crouch. 
Junior. Yeah. And you see like David <laughs> Tennant character like oh, slowly creeping. And then he's like, Rita's there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rita's there in the movie. And she's, she's like, like oh. Well, because she is there, she's I believe, there in the in vision this. when he With is going through his stuff. When Bagman. 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 I like Bagman. Are we ready for green? Crouch. Junior. So Kakarov is adamant on not returning to Azkaban. He has one more name. Oh to no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Snape. Severus Snape. Dumbledore. <laughs> so I remember <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember reading this for the first time. No. <laughs> but whenever that part happened, it blew my mind. I know. I was like, what? I was like, I was like that's why he's evil. <laughs> that's why he's lime. <laughs> um, so I thought that it would be kind of cool to pull up Snape's timeline here. Because this is the f- this is when we learn that Snape was a Death Eater. Obviously, we've known for a really long time, but in the books, Ta-da! this is <laughs> so. Um, He's one bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> so it says in 1970 is when Voldemort rises to power, um, and then 1971 <sighs> is whenever. Lily, James, Remus, Sirius, Snape start school and mm-hmm. are sorted. So it's only one year later. So they're 10 when he rises to power, um, which means that as they're going through Hogwarts, he's getting stronger. Mm-hmm. They're 11. Well, no, be- no, because when he rises to power, it's 1970. So they're 10. Oh, excuse me. I thought you said when they were sorted. You don't have to whisper if you're trying to correct, baby. <laughs> but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning here. I don't know how to say names. <laughs> what did I say? Oculus. <laughs> so one year after he rises to power, that's whenever um, the OG gang starts Hogwarts. Um, so this means that as they're going through school, he's getting more and more followers, which if you <laughs> if you think about Twitter, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about like real life situations, that time frame, that's when you're like super moldable. Mm-hmm. So like when mm. things are going on and they, they always say I was um, I read this article about politics and how politics like how people become like how people begin to believe what they believe when Mm. it comes to politics. Mm. And it has to do a lot with whenever you're around that age and what's going on in the real world. So like if, um, if you think to whenever we were younger, it was uh, Bill Clinton and then George Bush. Mm -hmm. So you think about like the major things that happened in the world during those times. And because of the negativity that was put, on Bush, a lot of people who are from our generation tend to lean liberal because oh. of that. Because as a child, you see, you saw 9-11 happen. Yeah. And you saw the aftermath of 9-11. So you tend to be more liberal. Mm. But then there are the people who also, I mean, like, it's so split and it depends on your age because, like, you could see that situation and think the total opposite yeah. because, like, where your headspace is 
it's well, it just depends and like yeah. it also plays into like what your parents think and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but mm. how that relates to this is like if you think about it snape is surrounded he's in slytherin so right now slytherin house is completely surrounded by the rise of voldemort because all of the families are all intertwined with it they're all on his side so all of the kids are also going to be like that at school and you're just surrounded by it being in like a dorm so Mm -hmm. snape may have had his own opinions because his parents clearly like i mean Mm. his parents believed voldemort and like you know but they weren't like active in the community right Mm -hmm. like the malfoys or Mm -hmm. the lestranges or something like that like silent supporters or something yeah yeah like a silent yeah silent supporter also brings up the nature versus nurture kind of yeah yes um exactly you know what you're raised with and all of that i mean obviously there are outliers and you have your own brain and you make your own decisions i know like for myself getting out into the world and out of a small town opened my eyes to many a thing that i had no experience with growing up yeah just where i was located yeah um but kind of like that too it's like with Mm -hmm. what you're surrounded with that's gonna you know after so long it's gonna seep in and right and i was just talking to you the other day about something it's like what you surround yourself with and who you surround yourself mm-hmm. with is what you become mm-hmm. right exactly like i, so I like, stopped being friends with people in high school because they was i was getting meaner by being around them and i'm like i can't be your friend anymore well that's a wise yeah. decision on your part yeah. for, yeah. for cutting that tie Jeesh. yeah so um so yeah like nature versus nurture like nurture super plays into politics and like obviously this Voldemort thing is su- it's politics this is Joe's yes. way of portraying politics um, so he's friends with Lily but because he's in Slytherin house even though he has a friend who's a muggle-born because he is literally just like hounded with the ideals of what Voldemort is all about he almost like just forgets about Lily and like mm. who she is, you know what I mean? She's like the exception to the rule. Exactly. Right. Yes. Right. People, so people make mm-hmm. exceptions in their mind mm-hmm. for people he all makes the time. Ex- I bet. I guarantee he like goes through and he like makes excuses for. Her. Well, she's yeah. this, but she's also this, this, this. This is mm-hmm. how I could make it okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. So that is basically like what was going on when he was, when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um. Plus the fact that. People who were not in Slytherin House were not very nice to him. So that's why he tended to lean, I think, towards the people in Slytherin. Like, if you think James and Sirius, and they weren't nice people towards him. So, um, so yeah. So that's... And then, like, James and Lily becoming head boy and head girl, and he's basically, like, lost her, right? To, like, this person who's just a complete jerk to him. Mm -hmm. So it just, like, makes him go even more into that. And that's when he really starts to dive into being a Voldemort supporter. Um, And then he overhears the prophecy in 1980. So this is nine years later. So he's graduated. He's two years out of Hogwarts and he hears the prophecy and rushes to tell Voldemort about it. Then it clicks in his mind what the prophecy is and what it means. And all of a sudden it all comes crashing down. So that is all still in 1980. Dude, that's wicked karma. Yeah. I mean, if you believe in karma, that's some wicked karma. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's her downfall. Yeah. If it wasn't for him telling, like how would how would Voldemort have ever heard the prophecy? He never. No would one have. would have said anything. The only person that would have heard it was Dumble. And then that would have been super private. It, yeah, I mean, like it would have kept, it would have been kept completely private, mm-hmm. and that would have been exactly what 
that side needed to make sure he never got to power. But because of Snape, Voldemort is able to come to power. You that know I mean? is an awkward turtle. But, like, I, but wonder... it, I mean, it makes it all come crashing down, but he does still come back, right? But like, I wonder, like, in my... In my own thinking of like how how life works and everything, like they were destined to die. Like I know that's yeah. horrible. No, I know. So like yeah. they had a date, roughly like the death essentially was coming for them. So like they were going to, and they were probably going to die anyway. So like maybe Voldemort would have heard by someone else, or like mm-hmm. that just sealed Snape's own fate along with Lily's and that whole story. Yeah. You know, tied um, it up in yeah. a bow. But like if Snape had never told him, he probably maybe he would have found out by some other way. But honestly, this is how he comes back. Yeah, right. So that's like how within- he comes back to the good side. So yeah. that's part of his arc. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how you know he got better. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? So, I mean, like, all within a year, Oof. all within Oof, one well. year, <laughs> he hears the prophecy, tells Voldemort about it, realizes what that means, mm-hmm. then goes to Dumbledore and meets him on a windy hilltop to tell him what he knows and to beg him to protect Lily. Think about how long do you think? How long what? From the time that he gave Voldemort the prophecy to Not when long. he realized. I don't think well, it's long. And think about... It says here... Especially when Lily dies, he spent the rest of his life regretting what he did. You know what I mean? He like tried that specific, it, like, yeah. telling Voldemort. He yeah. was like, I... He, like, has so... I guarantee you, like, and if anyone disagrees, come at me. Like... Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, like, he... Well, like you said, he, he loved her in her his downfall. way. Imagine living with that. Yeah. Yeah. So every day, every moment of his life, he tries to correct it. Granted, he slips and slides along the way, especially with his treatment of people. Yeah. But his nonetheless, but like I wonder, like if part of the reason he's such an angry person is because he's so angry. Like you know, when you like you're so mad at yourself and you like hate yourself so much, you're portraying that on other people. Yeah. Well, and Lupin went through the same thing. He had a lot of self hate as well. Oh, for sure. That's a good. And in a different way, though. And these things correct, and these things like manifest, and you can't. It's almost as if the two of them couldn't shake it. Yes. Mm-hmm. They and dealt with it differently, nice, but they can't. Yeah. Sh- they, it's nice they never to see it. how similar that is where they both have such hatred for themselves and how different they act mm-hmm. where, you know, Remus like is such a nice guy really. And he, you know, wants to help them and teach them and learn with them where Snape is not always, but at the same time, Snape I will tends to like go back into himself and just kind of, it's, it's almost, it's almost like he's, I don't. I I feel like maybe he's almost scared of his reaction sometimes because mm. of like his self hatred. So he he just like puts this wall up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's it's not something that he can jump. He can't jump over that hurdle. He just yeah. can't do it. And like not everybody can, and that's fine. And I also feel like this is the conversation that our Snape loving listeners needed to hear from yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. We're Talking giving you him. a little olive branch here, <laughs> friends. Talking about him being like a good or bad teacher. If you think about it, he wrote everything on the board. Where Slughorn Correct. was a book teacher, and Hermione excelled in potions when she was taught by Snape, not book learning. Yeah, true. One was the better teacher because he knew more about potions. What? Slughorn. Okay, but back to the timeline. So (laughs) (laughs) Snape overhears the prophecy whenever Dumbledore is interviewing Trelawney for Mm -hmm. teaching at Divination, teaching Divination at Hogwarts, which has to take place over the summer, right? 
mm. between years, I would assume. So like school ended and then he's head. interviewing her for the next school Can year. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that he's interviewing teachers at a bar? <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but he meets Dumbledore in August of 1980. So it is like... So what did you say? I'm sorry. So so you, Dumbledore interviewed Trelawney, and it has to be sometime in the summer, whether it's... And they get out pretty late. They get, they so get it's out probably like, July or... Yeah, July, July or August. Mm. It could be July or August. And then he's meeting Dumbledore in August. It is almost immediate that he is like, oh, what shoot he's, the what shooter. What he's doing when but he he's realizes a, this? Well, he's not a dumb guy. You know what I mean? Like, he probably said it to him. It's one of those things, like, you know... Like, t- go back to, like, Hagrid saying, like, oh, I shouldn't have said, like, immediately. He probably told him, and then, like, as he's repeating it out loud, he's realizing what he's saying and I what it means. And then he's probably thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I need to go. Like, my girl's in trouble. I want to know. Uh, dear I Joe, I want to know how that happened. I want to hear that inner dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Lily, by this time, Lily she had was, the baby because so he was born gonna, in 80. Yeah. I'm going to guess that during the interview, Harry was not born. When the prophecy was stated, Harry wasn't born yet. Right. So I'm guessing that he heard this in heard the, mid-July. Do you think he heard the news that she had him? And then it hit. Oh, <gasps> oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, bet you for it. sure. So then August, he meets Dumbledore. Like what and if... Then it, the next year the next he's year. hired to yeah. teach at Hogwarts. But like what if she like even Ooh, like what fast. if she wasn't even due? Mm-hmm. Like what if she wasn't even due July? You know what I mean? Like because you never know. Like it could have been like maybe Harry was late. born in August and he came early. Yeah. And then it's like, oh well, my you mean God. He was due in August and came in July. But yes. yeah, whatever. But yeah. so but yeah. So okay. So yeah, he meets Dumbledore in August. I'm going to headcanon that. Then he Okay, this hold on. I wonder if this is correct because I don't think that he gets hired by Dumbledore until after Lily is dead, right? Snape is hired by Dumbledore to teach potions at Hogwarts. 81. Wow. He became a professor in 1981 is what I have in my yeah. timeline. See, and this is what we were here. talking about earlier with Legilimens and me thinking that Dumbledore <gasps> might mm. be able to mm. because he realizes that it's this guy, like he can see that it's okay, that he's trustworthy. You, you mm. feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It says that he, Snape later says he took up the post on Voldemort's orders. So it's almost certain he began teaching at the start of the school year in 1981. Mm-hmm. Harry gets killed. Not Harry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Lily and James get killed in October of 1981. So he is a teacher when it happens. Mm-hmm. For two months. For two months. Because he's there on Voldemort's yeah. orders, but actually kind he's of double, already a double, double agent. That that day. On the Windy Hill, he agreed yeah. to the double agent life. Yes, correct? I agree. Mm-hmm. How old okay. was he? Like 21, 22? Dude. Yeah. Yep. All these yep. people, all these young people. Like it's hard to remember that, especially because yes. they have people That's like portraying them that are ten, so old. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I yeah. can't fathom. I didn't have that headspace. Are you kidding me? No, I still don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm still 17 in my head. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> It's great. I think that a lot of times people forget how young Lily and James were. Yeah. So, so young. But you have to think like when you're a wizard, you also are shoved into that adult life very young as well. Yeah, you are. You're Especially like, for how long you how long your life expectancy is as a wizard. Right. To become an adult at 17 is yeah. like crazy young. Yeah. I feel like they should become adults at like 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to a lot of school. Okay. Back to my section. 
that was really Ooh. good. Thank um, you for joining I'm, in on that I'm combo. Feeling that. But, I'm feeling that. Yeah, that was good. I'm feeling it. So after he says, after Cockroft says Severus Snape, we also hear another bombshell after that. Dumbledore himself has given evidence on this, and Snape was definitely a Death Eater, but he turned spy and is no longer a Death Eater. What? And that, but here's the thing. Like, you just throw that out there, and then <laughs> Snape's probably like to Voldemort, no, no, I'm your just spy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> JK. Oh, well, but at this point, at this point, Voldemort is in Damn. Albania. Yeah, well, yeah but when he, him. you know, but, yeah, when he comes back, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. "I was just saying that." Just you know? kidding. remember the Karkaroff trial? I had to that was continue being. I had to Think continue about- being a spy, so of course I had to say that because I'm gonna be at Hogwarts and Dumbledore has my to be Lord. on my side. Right. Think about it. he probably was like went back and said to Voldemort, he's like, think about it. He's like, I knew you weren't dead, but I needed to play it so I could still be the spy for right. you. Exactly. You know, spin it and be like, this yeah. is what I can bring to the table and the for fact that you, he can Voldemort. Do, the fact he can do occlumency, like totally cements it because mm-hmm. Voldemort can't read a thing in his mind. So mm-hmm. do you think this is a little off topic? That Draco Malfoy, because he, we know that he's, um, Legilimens. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if he can, obviously, if you can do one, you could do the other, correct? I would think so. Do you think that his aunt tortured him? Because a lot of people on the internet do. And his aunt? Bellatrix? Bellatrix? Yeah. And that's how he, like, really became good at it. You know what? I bet she would be the type just to do that, to get you to be really good at something, just beat the snot out of you until oh. you're good at it. Yeah. Head cannon. Uh, sorry, Draco. Uh, but honestly, sorry, Draco. Draco yeah. is like a big fat jerk a lot of the times, but I actually really love his character. So and I feel bad character. for him a Do lot of well. the times. Great character. I feel really bad for him a lot. Yeah. Nature and nurture. Yeah. Okay. So next up is Bagman. So this is a completely different time, a different memory. Um, and uh I'm sorry, I was reading Tam's question in the chat and I got oh. distracted. How do we know that Draco is a Legilimens? I'm pretty sure they deleted that from his fact file <gasps> now. Oh, interesting, I'm, because I'm it was in... Um, I think they mention it in Cursed Child, though, don't they? Do they? I don't remember. I don't know. But anyway. Um, Sarah, so get on the internet. <laughs> new memory, new date and time, and Harry can tell this because there's different people in there and it's like a different... Um, it's just a totally different atmosphere this time. So, like... Nobody is, nobody is like scared. They're all actually kind of like excited because it's Bagman, Ludo Bagman. Um, so Rita's in the room this time. She has her quick quotes quill and it's just very like relaxed in there because I think that nobody thinks that Bagman did anything wrong. Like, I think they think he's too dumb. <laughs> I think that they're just starstruck by him, say, to be completely honest. Yeah, I think Harry Potter yes. effect a little bit. It's the Bagman, the Bagman effect. effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ludo enters. Yes. Sorry. Going back to Malfoy. Yeah. Um, on Stack Exchange, which we've used a number of times, it says Rowling wrote that Draco Malfoy managed to keep his plan secret from the very skilled legilimens like Snape and Dumbledore about working on the vanishing cabinet for the entire school year. And he so he has alone. to like do occlumency. But so, they did take that out of his. I remember reading that so on Pottermore so and it's I. no longer there in his fact file. Interesting. So yeah. it says he's clearly smart enough to learn from several advanced skills such as repairing a vanishing cabinet and nonverbal magic. Yeah. Oh, um, it, this is what it says. It says... Ooh, his, I like this, too. I'm sorry. Can I just read this before I forget? Sure. His mother lied directly to Voldemort's face, who never suspected her betrayal for a second. She must have been very skilled at Occlumency, too. True. Also, and I bet you she taught it to him. Maya. 
I bet she taught it to him. Well, Do you think her sister says. tortured her too? Yes. <gasps> I Bellatrix think be torturing everybody out here. Bellatrix is not a nice person, and we already know that. So it says this is on Pottermore. Um, it's a writing by J.K. Rowling. Give it to me. And it's Draco Malfoy. Give it, it to says, me. Voldemort and Snape underestimated Draco. He proved an, uh, an adept, is that how you say that? At occlumency, which was essential for the undercover work he had undertaken. Hmm. Yeah. So he at least knew At least occlumency. Right. Which is good I feel to like have. it kind of goes hand in hand usually, though. I mean, I, I guess agree. not always, but like, I think usually it would. I would think like if you have, uh, like if you could do the illegimensy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Legilimensy. The illegimensy. <laughs> if you are illegitimate. <laughs> I think I said as, it wrong because I was struggling to spell it when I was Googling. You, as soon as you got it out, you lost your I think because I was legitimately struggling to spell it, so I was struggling how to say it. Legilimency. I almost choked on my think. I think if you can do that, you're more likely to do the occlumency. But I don't I, think yeah. it's maybe more of a struggle if you know the occlumency. You don't necessarily know yeah. the illegimilency. <laughs> Got it. Got it. That was amazing. Um, all right. So Ludo, Ludo Bagman enters the room. And the Ludo that we see in this memory is at the height of his Quidditch playing fitness. Mm. So he doesn't have a broken nose. He was tall, lean, and muscular. No butterbeer gut? Nope. And when he sat down in the chair in the middle of the room, the chair did not bind him like it did Cockeroff. Interesting. Do you think that they do that or the chair does it themselves? No, I bet and that they, they did it. it. I bet they were like, oh, and here's the thing. I said, okay, so this is clearly favoritism in the judicial system. Ooh, and this yeah. definitely happens in real time life. Facts. For example, celebrities, like possibly example, the college scandal, OJ mm. Simpson, mm. etc. Like they got away with it pretty much. Because they can pay for a good lawyer. Or just pay some fines. You know Money what I'm talks. saying? Yeah. So, I, you know, yep. I'm not saying that Bagman is guilty. I don't know. I really do. I do think that Bagman is just dumb. Yeah. But he's guilty of doing it, but not guilty of doing it on purpose. Correct. Yes. I agree with that. Which, but you know, you that doesn't mean it's it. not like if you like you could say like you were speeding, let's say, for instance, but you didn't know the speed limit. You were still speeding, so it's still illegal even if you were um, Correct. ignorant towards the law. It's and you're still probably illegal. not going to walk out scot-free. Correct. Here's my comparison. Imagine if Madame Maxime had done this. Oh, for mm. sure. Or Hagrid. Yeah. You're done, though. Those... By those that chair would bind you mm-hmm. in an instant, mm-hmm. but because he's Ludo Bagman, doesn't matter that he did it. He's Ludo. He's just dumb. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna forgive mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um. Okay. So read from chapter. Ludo Bagman, you have brought here. You have been brought here in front of the Council of Magical Law to answer charges relating to the activities of the Death Eaters," said Mister Crouch. "We have heard the evidence against you and are about to reach our verdict. Do you have anything to add to your testimony before we pronounce judgment?" Harry couldn't believe his ears. Ludo Bagman, a Death Eater? Only," said Bagman, smiling awkwardly. "Well, 
I know I've been a bit of an idiot. So, like, I don't know if he's just, like, playing hmm. the card. I don't know. Like I said, I really do think that he was just dumb and he just didn't, he just didn't realize what he was doing. But basically, he just is saying that he's clueless about what he, what he did. Um, do we believe him here? I think that I do. He does seem rather daft sometimes. Like, think of his gambling problem. Like, he gets into too much, more than he can handle. Mm. So... I know that this wasn't exactly an example of getting into too, like getting into stuff that you can't handle, but like it was kind of just him not thinking things all the way through and just like acting on impulse, you know? Yeah. Um, so some Bagman background alliteration. Some background. Um, Ludovic. <laughs> Lud- I, I like his name. Ludovic Ludo Bagman. He's a famous Quidditch player, probably slightly younger than Arthur Weasley. Um, Though tall and powerfully built, Ludo, even in the 1990s, retains the look of an overgrown schoolboy with round blue eyes, blonde hair, and rosy complexion. As a young man, he was lean and muscular, but after his retirement, he put on a lot of weight. Um, So the name Ludo is Latin for play. Interesting. Which makes sense because he's a Quidditch player. And then... And he also plays the system. I was going to say, he plays you. Gives you some leprechaun gold. <laughs> Players, they're going to play. Yeah. Boom, boom. And Players haters, gonna play, they're going to play, 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 play. Ballers, they're going to ball. Shot callers, they're going to call. <laughs> they got nothing to do. Uh, so Bagman is an English slang word. Never heard of it. Huh. While in the U.S., this carries the sense of one who collects money. As mm. for racketeers, mm. in the UK, it carries the meaning of traveling salesman. Hmm. So, like, I it, it. it fits him. All right. I would agree. Um, so, Bagman was caught passing information to Lord Voldemort's supporters. Crouch suggests time who, in who? Azkaban. Who? 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 who of the Is supporters? there an owl over there? Who? 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 who, who, who? Mr. Hoots. Don't Rookwo- give two hoots. Rickwood. Rookwood. Rookwood. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I, I literally, I read that earlier. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so Crouch suggests time in Azkaban. And, like, you can tell here, Crouch is on a mission. And he doesn't care who it is. Clearly, we're going to see he doesn't care who it is coming up here shortly. He wants to put people in Azkaban and make a point that he is doing something about vo- what Voldemort has done. Yes. opposite well, of fudge correct i'm thinking well here's my thinking because like he legitimately regardless like if he didn't realize what he was doing he was doing something not wise probably yeah. something illegal so realistically you should have yep. some penalance penalance is not a penalty word. penalty <laughs> but if you think about this in the opposite sense with fudge he tries to punish harry for the whole dementor thing yep. and then because like here the people are like no can't send Rookwood. No, it's not his name. Bagman, wherever. Blah. And then other people are like, you can't punish Harry for literally defending himself with the Dementors. Like, why right. were they in Little Winching? Blah, 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 blah. That is like two sides of a sword, right? Yes. So like you've got Crouch, who's maybe a little bit overzealous at times, but like yeah. it really does make sense here. Like Bagman should have served some time. It shouldn't. I mean, I don't think that it necessarily should have been Community a long service. time. Yeah, like he and like a maybe not Azkaban, yeah. but something. Mm-hmm. He literally walks out of this with nothing. Yeah. Where there's Harry, who like 
Fudge just doesn't want to believe him because he's a kid. He's so he's literally, like, well, I don't even I think spell him. But I don't think Hogwarts. it's because he's a kid. I think it's because, because of, he doesn't hairy. want to believe that yeah. Voldemort's back and all of that. And he's like, well, yeah. why would that? Because that's just going to prove his point that if the Dementors aren't at Azkaban, right. someone's telling them to do something. That means Voldemort's a sign that he's back and he's not going to take it. Right. No, he's not going to take it. <laughs> And Fudge has no control. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Like Fudge just wants control, Mm -hmm. and Crouch wants control too, but for good reasons. He, but again, like he is a little bit overzealous. They're both like um, the far end of the spectrum, you know. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's immediately outcry from people in the crowd when Crouch suggests time in Azkaban. Like legitimately, I don't know if you guys watched the Netflix documentary or the Netflix show on the O.J. Simpson trial. Reminds me so much of that crazy really yes yeah the jury i mean the jury wouldn't convict him because he was oj simpson i mean like they they showed scenes of them like i mean obviously this is a tv show but like they showed them in there talking about the trial and like all of them were just like it's oj simpson he didn't do it and it's like Mm. it's just like bagman i don't know so anyway sports hero (sighs) yeah uh, he passed information to Augustus Rookwood. He was an old friend of Bagman's father, and it had never crossed his mind that he was in with Voldy. Um, Crouch puts it to a vote, and nobody raises their hand for imprisonment. However, one witch from the jury does stand up and says that she wants to congratulate Mr. Bagman on his splendid performance mm. for England in the Quidditch match against Turkey last Saturday. Not cool. And Crouch's so super mad despicable you know kind of shame on that jury for like not taking it seriously exactly exactly because it's bagman that's and this happens every day like you said just read it every day um despicable crouch spats at dumbledore sitting down as bagman walks out of the dungeon rookwood got get him a job indeed oh so right before this like as he's explaining that he was talking to rookwood and wouldn't suspect anything he says oh you know augustus said that he would get me a job in the ministry one day like after my quidditch days are over yeah so crouch is like rook would get him a job indeed the day ludo bagman joins us will be a sad day indeed for the ministry and i just said well (laughs) i wonder what um yeah that's probably why he doesn't like him anyway for sure but like what did he have against him before that or was it just that bagman like Like, what what did did crouch Crouch have have against against him was it just Passing the information or was there something before that? I wonder if he knew about his like gambling and stuff and just knew that he's like one of those guys. It's like um, kind of slimy going mm. through life. Like just what is that thing? Riding his laurels or something. All willy nilly through. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of laurels. it, like I want to say like 90% of his issues, I think stem from passing information because Crouch is obsessed mm. with catching and imprisoning people that helped the Death Eaters and Voldemort. So, because, like, you know, we hear Winky say, oh, Bagman is a bad man. And it's, I think it's it's really, it's just this trial. That's why she thinks that, because Mm. Crouch probably was just so, you know, like, oh, he's so bad that that's, you know, he was so focused on this. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's this. Mm -hmm. He probably, like, every time he had to work with him, probably came home and was like, (sighs) <sighs> yeah. Bagman did this and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh sh- for sure complain all the time blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah so um 
All right, another memory. So that one is over and it goes to another day. And this day is completely opposite of that one. There is silence all around the room. And there were dry sobs coming from a frail, wispy-looking witch beside Mr. Crouch. That's his wife. is Mrs. Crouch? God. Um, <laughs> so six dementors enter, flanking four people. They that were chained. Ten. They were chained each to one of the four chairs. So from the chapter, I'm not doing a good job of being ready for these chapter readings. I'm sorry. Okay. There was a thick-set man who stared blankly up at Crouch. Cow- at Crouch. <laughs> at the couch. <laughs> the couch. <laughs> They're just chilling. <laughs> On a couch. A thinner and more nervous looking man whose eyes were darting around the crowd. A woman with thick, shining dark hair and heavily hooded eyes who was sitting in the chain chair as though it were a throne. Ooh. And a She's boy crazy. and a boy in his late teens who looked nothing short of petrified. Wow. He was shivering, his straw colored hair all over his face. Hmm. His freckled skin milk white. The wispy little witch beside Crouch began to rock backward and forward in her seat, whimpering into her handkerchief. It's interesting that she really only describes... Sounds like Winky. Barty Jr. You know, she kind of describes the other ones, but it's really like describes It's glossing them. over them, but really, mm-hmm. yeah, focuses on... I find it interesting that he's blonde. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He ain't blonde in the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David Tennant, why you bleach your hair? So... <laughs> Fishy in my hair. <laughs> Crouches all business and begins the trial immediately and says, you have been brought here before the Council of Magical Law, similar to the last one. He starts it the same way. Um, He said clearly so that we may pass judgment on you for a crime so heinous. Father, said the boy with the straw colored hair. Father, please. That we have rarely heard the like of it within this court, said Crouch speaking more loudly, drowning out his son's voice. We have heard the evidence against you. The four of you stand accused of capturing an Auror, Frank Longbottom, and subjecting him to the Cruciatus Curse, believing him to have knowledge of the present whereabouts of your exiled master, he who must not be named. Father, I didn't, shrieked the boy in his chains below. I didn't, I swear it, Father. Don't send me back to the Dementors. You are further accused, bellowed Mr. Crouch, of using the Cruciatus Curse on Frank Longbottom's wife when he would not give you information. You planned to restore he who must not be named to power and to resume the lives of violence you presumably led while he was strong. I now ask the jury. Mother, screamed the boy below, and the wispy little witch beside Crouch began to sob, rocking backward and forward. Mother, stop him. Mother, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I now ask the jury, shouted Mr. Crouch, to raise their hands if they believe, as I do, that these crimes deserve a life sentence in Azkaban. So every single person on the jury raised their hands. And the crowd clapped this time, but their faces were full of savage triumph. Like, we are putting these people away. Um, Which is just crazy. Like, I mean, I get it for... I get it for like the other three, but like to to have that look of savage triumph on your face after this boy is like screaming for his mom and dad. And I really think that it's just good acting. Mm -hmm. But still, like it would it would like what's the word I'm looking for? It would um, it would really like hit you in that moment. Like, oh, shoot, is this the right decision? Right. I feel like it would would force you to. Yeah, it would force Mm -hmm. you to question yourself. Yes. How old is he? I've I think he's like fresh, like 17, 17 or 18. 18. Said late teens. Yeah. Here's my thing. <clears throat> Horrific crimes. Mm-hmm. How much of a role did he have? Because we see he has a very large role later on. 
it's, they don't go into detail. It's hard to think of putting yourself in Crouch Senior's shoes. However, if your child, if Alana, were to do something heinous like that, I would want her to not be able to do anything like that ever again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the flip side of this, (laughs) Muggle Jail isn't like Azkaban. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well... It yeah. still can get pretty, pretty horrible. I mean, yeah. people die every day and, and all of that. And I don't know. It's just. But then again, he's almost a kid, but not. It's very hard to. But to there's think even through. You there's know what a, I mean? Yeah. Well, like you said, though, there it's a heinous crime. It is. There's people that are under the age of 18 that do heinous things. And they need to not be able to do, do them again things. or get, be given the opportunity again. Yes. I just wish that there was a different place, maybe not with yeah. dementors. <laughs> because if you think about it, if you if think you about think people like a, in general, like a juvenile system, do you know it, what I mean? does, does anybody deserve that kind of no matter what you've done? Bellatrix you just have stress. to, you just have to think like that. It's, it's really hard for me being a person that has such large empathy for people. And I still think like, you're still a person. Can you help this? You know? Is there something else going on? It's just, it's hard. And, and I, and I, I struggle with it sometimes, even relating it to real time life things. Mm-hmm. I struggle. Well, it's, I think uh, it's hard and sucks, but I think too, with all of this, that yeah. there's a lot of f- faults in our own like prison system and all of those things. So it's almost like, but in a perfect world, there would be perfect solutions. But unfortunately, we're all human. So like the people that are, you know, the judges and the people on the jury, they all come with their own baggage and their own, um, like perceptions of the world when they come. So like they, they're all, everyone's biased, no matter who, Mm -hmm. what you say, everyone has a bias. So like they're, you're coming towards that. So that's something against you already. And then the prison system isn't obviously like in Cleveland, there's a lot of people that have been dying in our prison, unfortunately. Um, it's a lot. It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. You you go one way, but then you're like, oh, but you know, I have to think yeah. about these things, and it's just, and I don't know. And but my own take on Barty Crouch Jr. is that what you said, acting. Mm-hmm. We see that he is a brilliant actor. Not even mm-hmm. just David Tennant. He, <laughs> I feel, is doing whatever he can to get out of the station this situation playing upon his mother clearly he gets out of it anyway because mm-hmm. he gets whatever he wants he's an actor here's my thing, manipulator though. how do you guys mm-hmm. feel about the fact that like so if this happened in real time life okay. like i have an uncle that's a judge and say for whatever reason one of someone he's related to his own child came in front of him and he had like he would recuse himself so why didn't crouch because can you really, truly I feel like judge your child? I feel like fairly? they didn't have a good relationship. I feel like they hated each other. Oh, they, for sure. Oh, and yeah, I feel definitely. like he, I feel like Senior was like, yeah, I'm going to put him away. One, because what he did was horrific. Even if you had a part in it, whatever, you're there. You're condoning it. You're not stopping it. Whatever. As a Gryffindor, I feel like if anything happens, you give your life. Right? That's just me. But he... I think he got, I think he was happy to put him away. But what I'm saying is like, is it ethical for him? No. And yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. No, it is not. 
somebody else should have stepped in, whether that's your job or not. I agree. There could be more than one of you. So a couple things. Sure thing. Um, first, I really like what Bev said in the chat. Rehabilitation is key. Punishment mm. doesn't fix anything, but mm. it appeals to our base nature and makes yeah. us feel better. That's true. Um, second, I think that the wizarding world in general does a horrible job with mental illness. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, while, you know, like a lot of these people should have been helped that way, but that's like not really a thing in the wizarding world, I mm. don't think. I mean, is I it mean, always a thing in the real world? We're no. getting better at right. it, but... We're better at it, but, like, it's taken a long time for us to get to even where we are, and we should be a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, but I think I think especially in the Wizarding World, they just do a horrible job at... Um, they, they do a horrible job at helping people with mental illness. I feel like sometimes they're still stuck mm. for in, in, like, the realm of an eye for an eye. Yes, mm. for sure. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Make the whole world go blind. Go Kate. ahead, Kate. So when Sirius was talking earlier in the book about Crouch, he said something about how, like, he was a super powerful wizard. He was kind of, like, in line to be the next minister. Mm-hmm. So imagine this news breaking that his son is mm-hmm. whatever. I think he kind of was like, no, I'm doing this trial to try and save my career almost mm-hmm. by showing, like, even though it's my son, I still put them away. Like, yeah. I'm that serious yeah. about catching dark wizards. But it actually worked against him, I think. I was yeah. going to say, I think Maybe. that him doing this trial hurt. everything that he built yeah i I don't think that i don't think that him doing this proved anything to people in in all honesty i think that people seeing him do this really just made him look like a really cold individual and he should have just exempted himself from this trial and said somebody else take over and do what needs to be done but it shouldn't be me right especially like with him and becoming like the next in line for the minister of magic when th- it, the news breaks that his son died, quote unquote, because it really wasn't his son, died in Azkaban, everyone started pouring out being like, oh my God, he would, had been such a great kid and he was like this and he was that and then blaming him yep. for it. So that even ruined yeah. his chances even yeah. more being like, well, why weren't you a better father and why weren't you there and why did you do this? Well, because you he, are he the sentenced reason. him to death, essentially. Yeah. Oh, right. and that too, but even growing up, like right. you're the reason that he did these things and yeah. had you been around more and had you done this and... I did not put him in Azkaban. He probably would have survived. And, you know, but here's my thing. Most of the people that are probably saying that are the ones that were clapping. Yep. Correct. Oh, for sure. Because people, things like that in that world, like the world of politics, the world of Mm. uh, it it changes in a snap. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. I can't. I was going to, and then I was like, wish it would. There are so many things I want to say that I'm not going to say. Yeah, because we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Crazy it's going to be really hard to not do that. But we're not going to do that. Well, I mean, we're going <laughs> to have to, but we're going to have to do it in a... Because, I mean, we're not, not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to get... It's going to get political. Let's get political. Political. <laughs> I'm not going to go crazy or anything, but, you know, we have to at least discuss base stuff. You know, this yeah. is politics. Two Ooh. people on different sides of one coin. Who will win? The flip will choose. <laughs> Tiffany wins always. It sure. lands in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Fi- yeah. Josie's t- totally going to get political in the next book. Yeah, but we're five not, we're not going to be, really gonna be crazy. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think we're going to be like, you're right and whatever. We're just going to talk about the politics in the book, kind of. Yes. I mean, well, yes. cross that yeah, bridge five is it. 
five is probably my least favorite just because it drives me crazy. Oh, I like five so much. I don't like five. Well, I like five, but I, it's my least favorite of the seven. Let Katie talk so I can talk after yeah, her. Yeah, let's, let's get going. <laughs> well, Meg's not even done yet. Oh, she's not? No. no. Oh, my gosh. We've been talking forever, and, and I just want why, some ice cream. No, <laughs> not gonna this is why we're not it's getting gonna ice happen. cream. We're getting ice cream. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Today. Okay. Um. <coughs> all right. So the Dementors come back in, and the woman who we know to be Bellatrix says, the Dark Lord, is this where I am at? Yes. Yeah, you're good. Um, the Dark Lord will rise again, Crouch. Throw us into Azkaban. We will wait. He will mm-hmm. rise again and will come for us, and he will reward us beyond any of his other supporters. Yeah. We alone were faithful. We alone tried to find him. Yeah. She ain't lying. She ain't lying. Yeah. She got his baby. Crouch <laughs> Jr. screams, I'm your son, over and over to Crouch. And Crouch says, you are no son of mine. Ay. I have no son. Ay. I told you. And I said, that's cold, but honestly, probably needed. Mm. I, you know, I mean, like, I get it. Like, I get he's hard on him. But at the same time, like, one, Crouch Sr. must have known that there was something off about him like yes I think he's cold Crouch Senior and yes I think that he would have put him away probably regardless just to save his face you know Mm. what I mean but um, I still think that like Crouch Senior had to have known something like there's something fishy with him and this proves it well maybe he didn't notice at all or maybe he didn't notice at all you know what I'm saying yeah well, you're you're so enough. focused on your job and where you're going yeah. up, you're not noticing what's happening in your own home. Yeah. Sucks to suck. Truth. Mm-hmm. Truth bombs. Um, so at this point, Crouch's wife actually faints. Um, and I said, I can't imagine, like, as a mother watching that happen. Like, how I get... How could... How, very difficult. I feel like they didn't have a very good relationship. I agree. Okay. Oh, you mean um, the, the married peeps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So at that point, Crouch Jr. gets taken away screaming. Yep. Yep. Uh, do you think that when they, like, mm. left the room, Bellatrix was like, you punk. You're screaming and crying. <laughs> Probably. I could see her saying that. Barty Crouch Jr. is instantly like, well, we're the try. But honestly, <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I feel I feel like he is really just a really good actor. And yeah. that was his way of mm. saying, I think he's also get scared. me out of this yeah. so that I can act. go find him. I will get out of it. I have the leverage of being his son. Yeah. Let me get out of this situation so I can go and find the Dark you Lord. You just pulled you- that out of your butt, didn't you? What? It's, I mean, it's a good thing, but you literally. Just oh yeah, no, no, I just here's, came, yeah. I just here's what it. I'm thinking of too: is that he thought for sure since his dad was doing this that he was going to get out, yeah. and that was him panicking, knowing that he wasn't going to be able to get Agreed. out of it. Oh, I agree. Man. It wasn't 100%. acting. It wasn't acting. That was true. Well, and I think two part the of it end was true. Yeah. Like I think yeah. also like he didn't truly didn't want to go back to Azkaban anyways. Well, yeah, it's a horrible, horrible place. Right. But yes, I'm here for this. I'm here yeah. for it. Yes, dude. Yes. So that yes. the end of that man. Yeah. That was all panic. True. And yeah, true. I agree. Because I think he really thought he was going to get out of it, especially with his mother sitting next to. Uh, yeah. Do you think the faint was real? Yes. Okay. Just saying. The faint. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you know what? Maybe not though, because I feel like she. She, she clearly wanted to do whatever she could to get mm-hmm. him out of going back to Azkaban. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but how, I mean, how could you, knowing what your son did, you know what I'm saying? I feel like she truly believes that he didn't do it. Guys, coming from a teacher, everybody's going to be like, my little angel wouldn't do that. B.S. Bob Schwartz, your angel wouldn't do that. (laughs) Just check your kids, man, and check yourself. Yeah. Just saying. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs>everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the Fileo fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.